Hey, thanks for joining us and listening to our podcast, The Shelleys. We're your hosts, Kayla and Seth Shelley. This podcast mainly documents our life, living up north, raising our kids, caring for our animals, and really everything in between. So we really hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and welcome to our life. Coffee's not very warm. <laughs> is your coffee hot? No. Mine. I thought you said the coffee maker just shut off. I thought it did just shut off. It's obviously been off for a little while. Yeah. It's kind of lukewarm. You've been drinking a lot of coffee lately. Oh, I, yeah. You're not like a coffee person, but now you are a full-on coffee person. I've only been person. drinking coffee for a couple years, but like, I don't know. I'm just... No, you like I'm, turned a corner this year. I know. Like, I can't even... I, rarely even drink tea anymore which is weird because i've always been more of a tea person Ugh. i don't it's know what's turning it? into me what i'm turning into uh, what's gotten into me coffee's gotten into you and you <laughs> oh need more gosh. clearly obviously we've got the jitters from too much coffee yeah hey we've had we've got a lot of episodes done now i don't even know how many we've done i have no idea i know we're over 10 isn't that cool yeah it's kind of fun yeah it's interesting to see what people say about well you know we have a few people that are pretty dedicated listeners what they say about it it's fun it's fun to hear what people think because yeah, oh, go ahead what were you gonna no, say i was just gonna say it's fun to hear the feedback and yeah, like it is. what people get out of them yeah i think most of the things people get is that we argue or banter but i think we're good at it we've been doing it for a lot of years we we're like pro we're <laughs> professional banterers at least we banter now and not just like full-on fight yeah. like when we were first married. Yeah, it's interesting to see what people say. My mom, she said the other day um, that when I talk about my childhood, she's sometimes worried what I'm going to say. Which I think is funny because I, I don't know why she'd be worried. I don't know what makes her nervous about what I'm going to if I'm going to say bad things about my childhood. Like, I don't know. I grew up in a big family, so maybe she feels like she never got to pay full attention to us as kids individually but i kind of think i know what she's referencing but she doesn't want to say it maybe but i think i know you think you know or you know well i don't know for certain but i'm pretty sure so if any of you have seen my ted talk uh, <laughs> him 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so i've done a tedx talk uh you know my tedx talk is about experiencing childhood sexual abuse um I think my parents, so this wasn't a family member. This wasn't somebody that was like related to us, just like a family friend um, or friend of the family or acquaintance of the family who, who assaulted me. And I think my mom especially carries a lot of guilt about that. So I think she's just worried that I'm going to convey in some way like blame or something. I don't know. I don't blame my parents at all. Mom, if you're listening, I absolve you like the pope why would you blame them they they wouldn't have ever let something like that happen if they had been aware that it was even a possibility but i don't think that's how people think i think people look retroactively and they think they could have done something different yeah probably. even if they even if they couldn't have but so what, but i think it's funny because here's a little thing that i like to tell people that something that happened to me when i was a kid like, it happened to me during my childhood, but that doesn't define my childhood. I had a great childhood. I had a lot of fun. 
Like, I, I don't look back and think, oh, my childhood's all bad because of that. Because it's not. I had so much fun as a kid. Well, that's, that's good because a lot of people will let stuff like that define them. And they kind of get stuck there. Yeah, and I don't think they should. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I never have. But no. I've just turned a corner in my life where it's like I've decided that that's something that happened to me. But that's not something that defines me. And it doesn't, it doesn't affect every part of my childhood like i i had something bad happen to me but i still had a great childhood and that's pretty much all i really want to say about that because i do want to talk about some of my favorite childhood memories and like one of the things i loved about my childhood the most what did you love about your childhood the most um i don't know there's a lot of good memories i i don't know i spent a lot of time outside and i remember going for a lot of bike rides we lived in these apartment buildings that had a bunch of trail systems behind them so literally out the backyard there's tons of walking and biking trails so we did that a lot during the summers and went to pools and yeah you were supposed to say that your favorite memory of your childhood was meeting me oh my gosh literally i think you think the world revolves around you well i was gonna All say of that my answers that don't have an answer directly related to you you're like, oh, well, I uh, thought maybe you'd send a postcard to me. I thought I would be your number one, or I thought I would be your best childhood memory. Well, aren't I one of them? Yes, you are. Oh, well, there you go. I was going to say my favorite thing in my childhood was meeting you. You were not going to say that. You I were going to talk about was. No. so many other things. First things first, my first favorite childhood memory was meeting you. That was my favorite one. Well, Seth and I met when we were like 10 at Brayside. Pentecostal camp in Ontario, in Southern Ontario, at a kids' camp. Mm-hmm. Camp for kids. Yep. Yeah, we met there, fell in love, married when we were 13, <laughs> moved out west when we were 15 on the wagon trains. There it is. Seth's favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, though. I'm going to keep using it. It's good. No, I, I had a great childhood. I liked, I got to play dress up all the time. Did you ever watch Mr. Dress Up? Yes. Oh, I loved Mr. Dress Up. Mr. Dress Up gave me two great things drawing and dressing up and i still dress up i still like to wear outfits whatever you call them because i like using my imagination and lucas said that to me the other day our son he on the way home from school he said hey dad did you know that i can think of something in my mind and then make it happen i was like what do you mean here i'm thinking like he thinks he's like a jedi or something he's like i could think of something in my mind and then build it with lego or draw it i was like yeah it's your imagination He's like, yeah, I'm really good at it. He has, like, such a wicked imagination. He does. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And so our boys play dress up. They like to wear their costumes and play army or play... Peyton gets Mountain in there Man. sometimes, but her dress up is more like, here, boys, here's some dresses. She doesn't play dress do up. She, she directs. <laughs> she directs their dressing up. That's true. She's like a director. That's, That's how she plays with them. She's like, you do this and you do that and you wear this and you wear that and now you're going to say this. That's true. She used to dress up a lot. I think kids grow out of it. I just never have. No. I think you even said that to me once a couple years ago. What did you say? Do you remember? I said something to the effect of, he, I don't know, you basically said, this is who you married. Don't you know that? And I think I said something to the effect of, yeah, but I kind of thought you would grow out of that. To which I responded, no, I have more money now to spend on these things. Oh, yeah. What was it? <laughs> so it's when I... Um, I like to go 
there's a thing called living history, which I really like. And I'm not a living historian, but I like to experience things as real and raw to the time period that you can. So let's say I really like the Hudson Bay Company era of Canada exploration and voyagers. So I was going canoeing and I was going kitted out as like a voyager would have been with fairly accurate period clothing and tools like, you know, a belt knife that's replica and flint and steel. And that's what I was going to do. I was taking my buffalo robe. And that's kind of when you were like, you were frustrated with me that that's what I was doing. And sometimes you don't like to be seen with me in public when that's what I'm wearing. I and so the conversation kind of came necessarily like. necessarily it. I think my frustration more comes in the moment of here I am getting all the kids ready and stuff. And you're playing dress up. It's not playing dress up. <laughs> That's I'm not sometimes playing what it up. feels like in the moment I'm when learning. I'm being the responsible adult, making sure, you know, we have life jackets <laughs> and the kids have bathing suits and sunscreen and hats and sunglasses and change of clothes in case they get wet to go out on the canoe. And, and I've got to find my haversack and, and yeah, my flint and steel. And, yeah, like you are just focused on looking the part. Yeah, well, you can blame my mom for that and my dad. Thanks. I remember when I was in, I think it was grade seven or eight. We got to go to Bacchus Mill for the War of 1812 days. So you got split up into two teams, the British and the Americans. And you had to make like a soup over the fire. And I loved Bacchus Mill. My parents took us there all the time for reenactments and stuff. Did you ever go? Did your parents ever take you to Bacchus Mill? I remember going to Bacchus Mill. Yeah, it's great. I don't I remember. I, I might have gone with a school trip. It was so. farther away for you than it was for us. You probably yeah. did the Brantford like Six Nations Interpretive no, we did, Center. Uh, what's the one in near Brantford Apps Mills Apps Mills yeah, yeah. back is, south, is a little far for you but it was amazing and so we went and so I was put on the British team and so my mom helped me sew uh, I'm a grade 8 kid a grade 7 kid my mom helped me sew a red coat like I got a book from the library looked up the right red coat she helped me put together this red coat and pack you know a lunch and it was awesome and I I'd never have the problem is I think one day when I have achieved full living history, like there's so many things I want to experience. Maybe then I'll grow out of it. But until then, there's just so much I want to do. You know what? I can't say that I hate that about you, though, because it is, it sparks a lot of creativity and fun in our kids. Yeah, our boys are kind of like me that way. Seth made red coats for our kids, and we have a ton of different kind of period hats um scottish hats army hats army lucas uh, has his adventure like backpack. lieutenant hats and stuff like that and yeah they they love dressing up and i love seeing them do that and they probably would never be like that if it was just i don't know if you were boring like me you're not boring you just we have different childhoods i i think part of the reason from being from a big family and you being from a smaller family is I don't want to say I was left to my own devices but imagination was fostered in us because it was hard for my mom and dad to give attention to seven individuals so like if you could do something to keep yourself occupied that was fine and so I would that's what I would do and they were okay with it because it was something positive it was healthy it was fun I did get in trouble a few times when I was a like getting towards a teenager i was really big into world war ii and i was dressed up like a 101st airborne running through the neighborhood and i had like a 
I'd taken some, like electrical tape and a few things. I'd, I'd fashioned a gun that looked pretty real, <laughs> like an MP40. And I was running through the neighborhood and someone complained that there's a man running to the neighborhood with a gun. <laughs> so that's when I kind of had be to... Be careful t- <laughs> about that these days. <laughs> that's when I kind of had to tone it. Stigma about guns. Tone yeah. it back. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. Like there's so many fun things we did when we were kids. And that's what that's the main driving thing that I want our kids to have. Because we didn't have video games the same way. Like we grew up with an N64. What did you have? PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. But it's just different. Like gaming was different back then. And a then. Sega Genesis too, which I actually would love to get for our kids. But there was no online, right? No. And like my parents got rid of cable, so we didn't even have television to watch. And I really like that. I'd like my kids to have that kind of experience where it's like go do stuff. You know, go play, go imagine. Um, There's times when TV is a nice distraction, but then, I don't know, even we get sick of it. We're like, okay, you know what? You've been sitting, picking shows for like an hour. Just it changes shut them. it off. They like, don't act Go the same. outside, go do something, go read a book or play Lego because it does. We call it peanut butter brain mm-hmm. in our family where your brain kind of goes mushy and you can't sort anything out. The kids always fight with each other and... They never they whine and have meltdowns and stuff when they have too much screen time. It's good. It's good for kids to get outside and just do something else. Did you go camping a lot when you were a kid? Yeah, we went camping a lot. What kind of camping? Like tent camping. Tent camping. Yeah. Where'd you go? Um, provincial oh. parks or like? Yeah, we went to sites? provincial parks. Um, oh, there's one that we went to quite often. I'm blanking on the name of it. I'll have to ask my mom. I can't remember. My dad used to take us to Sand Hills Provincial Park. You ever go there? Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. We had this old van, and we would go to Sand Hills for the weekend, and he'd make us torches out of socks and, like, lantern oil. And when I w- There was a brief time when I was a teenager where my parents had a bowler, a little bowler trailer. I'm still mad about that bowler, still, by the way. They're still kicking themselves for not having any more because I think it got in quite disrepair afterwards. But So there was, like... A summer or two in there where we went camping in that instead of a a tent. That was pretty fun. I, you it's know, still really tiny. It's not like one of these huge pull-behind trailers. We bought a camper. Amenities. It broke because of the snow last year. But there's a real value to having something with sturdy walls, especially out here with bears and stuff. Like yeah. Tent camping kind of freaks me out a little bit with kids just because you hear those stories. And I'm not – I'd go sleep outside by myself without a tent. With kids, it's nice to have the, the sturdy walls. So yeah. we're going to look for another one that we can redo. But, like, we gutted ours. We got rid of the furnace. We got rid of the electricity. It was literally just, like, a, a bunk house, you know. It just housed us for sleeping and mm-hmm. keep our stuff in. Which yeah. I'm – now I think we're going to turn it into a portable chicken coop because the roof's caved in. So either that or I'm going to make it into a wood hauling. Anyways, that's another. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know you did that much camping as a kid. You never talk about camping. Yeah, I liked camping. Don't you think it's it wild fun. that some people, like we went camping this summer with a friend that had never been camping. Don't you think that's wild? Yeah. Like I just can't imagine like, I know people like that, like, oh, I've never been camping. Like, what do you mean you've never been camping? Like, you, It's not that hard to go camping. It's literally. Some families they, just don't though. What do they do then? I don't know. You can also take trips and do family stuff without camping. But when you go on camping a trip, you camp. Camping is just like a cheap way of doing it, I guess. You don't have to pay for like hotels and stuff. And not everyone is the type of 
person to go out and build a fire and have campfire food and you know sleep in tents and be in be as one with nature that's another thing that bothers me about people that don't camp is their perception of what camping is you just said it campfire food or camping food like i've gone camping with people and they they bring disgusting food I'm like oh it's camping food it's like you can still eat good food when you're camping when i say campfire food i mean like sausages hot dogs hamburgers stuff you can put in a pot and warm up and over the fire even steaks corn on the cob potatoes i mean you can wrap that stuff in tin foil like the veggies and just throw them right in the fire we used to bury my dad used to bury potatoes yeah wrap them in tin foil and you bury them under the fire i don't mean like no i'm not saying you i'm saying that there's people that that's what they think they're like oh it's camping food you can eat really good we we bake bread when we go camping in our dutch oven and bannock and we make bannock and we make pemmican we make bacon and we make steak yeah we eat like kings kings of old but it is over a fire like yeah but that's well, how people we sometimes have a little propane camp stove but that's mostly just for like water yeah typically we we boil water on that yeah but no i like camping i feel like we don't camp enough last summer we did well because we had Charlie, it wasn't really camping, camping. But we did a lot last summer, which we, was fun. We went tent camping once last summer. <laughs> and it was like, do it we was, have time to talk about it Yeah, we quick? do. Yeah, we do. Uh, it was so beautiful during the day and setting up camp and everything with our friends. The friend who hadn't been camping. Nobody was at this campground. No one was there. There was actually like maybe one or two people, but they were way at the other end of the rec site. And it was quiet. So yeah, it's a rec site. So yeah. it's not a provincial campground. No. So there's no no electricity. There's no electricity. There's no one manning it. It's just out in the bush. Yeah. It's a rec site. They so. have basically like a table and a, a little fire pit there and nothing else. An outhouse. Um so we go there, we set everything up. It's beautiful. It's sunny, it's warm. And then Oh, we're watching a moose through the spotting scope. Yeah, like we canoed Seth right up to this moose. Canoeing. You know, our kids were waiting in the water and like having fun with their little friends. And then nighttime hit and it just got so cold. Like it got so windy. The sun went out and it was like it was a whole other season. It was like minus one. It was so frigid cold. cold. And we had Charlie, our baby, there too. So first thing that happened was at like 11 o'clock at night this bunch of these people roll up into a site just a few down from ours they start playing like rage music like rager music loud obnoxious really heavy beats and they're screaming and they're drinking like excessively you can just hear them getting louder and louder and they were probably doing some sort of drug too because they were wild they were wild so we all had to basically deal with that worried about them coming into our campground so there wasn't a lot of sleep happening that night it was so cold i'm shoved in this tiny little sleeping bag with charlie trying to keep it over our heads because it was so cold and she would not get away from me like she was like up against me all night i couldn't move it was the worst our friend who hadn't been camping she was nervous she was you know whatever but uh, it, it, I had it to I had awful. to like grab each of our other three children 
bring them into my sleeping bag. Actually, I put them in a sleeping bag and then like hugged them all night to try and keep them warm. Oh, and I didn't have a sleeping awful. bag. But it was fun. It was great. It was a great time and in then the morning. The next day we ended up, we were going to stay all day, but we ended up packing up in the morning. It was just so windy. It was the wind so never windy died and down. cold. Like it was so cold and it was kind of rainy a little bit. But it was fun when we woke up because as soon as the sun comes out, you just feel better. You do feel better. Like the nighttime yeah. comes with a lot of. It's dark. It's scary. Yeah. The kids don't like it. Yeah. No, but it was, it was still a good time. That was our okay. last really fun trip with our dog, Nessie. Yeah. She had a blast. She did. She just chased sticks in the water all Full day. Time. And she, yeah, she was swimming. The kids thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And she, our dogs did really good at night too. They just cuddled they just tried to the, cuddle kids the kids and yeah. keep them warm. And no, it was fun. I like, I like camping. Yeah. I just think we should do it more. It's hard. It's hard. But, oh, oh there's, our there's the alarm. Can you hear the alarm? It's Charlie o'clock. Yeah. So, well, that's we're almost done. So, we'll, I guess we'll just wrap up and yeah. um I'd love to hear people's worst camping stories. So, we're going to this is posted on our Facebook page. Uh thanks for checking it out. I'd love for you to comment on your worst camping experience. Like the absolute worst. That wasn't the worst for me because I've had so many bad camping experiences firefighting. So, for me it wasn't that bad, but uh, anything you want to say to our listeners, our fans, our friends, our followers? Um, what's your Seth wants to know your worst camping experience, but I'd like to know one of your best childhood memories. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. We really hope that you uh, maybe related or got something out of it. Thanks for listening. And if you liked listening to this episode, well, we have good news. You can watch us in person doing some of the things we talk about. Spending time with our animals, doing fun things with our kids, whatever. You can find that on YouTube if you look up The Shellies. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor, like subscribe, tell your friends, but most of all, tune in for the next one. We'll talk to you then.